0: Can you imagine anything more thrilling than being in a rocket ship? 321 blast off, you head towards the heavens faster than any other vehicle on this planet as you leave this planet. When I was young, I used to I used to have trouble falling asleep. And so my mom used to tell me, Well, why don't you imagine you're on some sort of adventure or some sort of journey? And I would imagine in my mind that I was in a spaceship. As a little baby kid, that's what I would think about to get myself to fall asleep, and I fell asleep countless nights imagining that I was on a uh, spaceship. Now, the highest of likelihoods, and never say never, but the highest of likelihoods is that I will not, I will probably not end up in outer space uh, anytime soon, if ever. And so the next best thing is for me to uh, gaze upward and marvel at the human endeavors and the accomplishments of the scientists and the astronauts from this country and others uh, that have come together, and uh, both the public and the private sector have come together and uh, landed another four astronauts on the International Space Station. It was, what, a week and a half ago or so we learned uh, some fascinating new milestone about the International Space Station that for the past 20 years that we have had, uh, humankind has had a continuous presence in space on board the International Space Station. 20 years. That's astounding. It's more than half my life. 20 years we've been in space. And for a good chunk of the past little while, we have been reliant, we, uh, America, NASA, has been reliant on the Russian space program, to deliver our astronauts to the space station, hitching rides on the Soyuz rockets. Well, doesn't look like we have to rely on that anymore. It was uh, yesterday, just as the sun was setting, about 200 and some odd miles directly above Idaho, that four astronauts, one from the Japanese Space Agency and three NASA astronauts, safely boarded the International Space Station. How'd they get there? They rode aboard SpaceX's new Dragon and docked with the International Space Station. Took 27 hours to get there. Resilience SpaceX. Docking sequence is complete. Welcome to the ISS, Resilience. There's that show on Disney Plus right now. The right stuff it comes from that book of the same name uh, from years ago. It talks about all those historic astronauts uh, on the various early NASA missions, Gemini, later Apollo. And I can't help but be inspired. I, I kind of revert back into uh, a child, you know, who gets all excited about uh, about space travel and the uh, the science of it and the fantasy of it. It is quite literally out of this world. <laughs> I hope my little baby, uh, I hope she gets excited by this kind of stuff and she and I can share in this together. The commander of the uh, of the Crew Dragon capsule that uh, arrived just last night at the International Space Station, w- where it's expected the crew of four will last on board the space station for six months. Imagine that, six months. Six months up there. I don't know what the square footage is. I don't know what the square footage of the space station is but for a good portion of the last uh, what seven or eight months since March when you know covid showed up uh, you and I have become pretty familiar on uh, pretty familiar with what it takes to to survive in a relatively small quarters well, uh, they're going to put some of that to the test for the next six months uh, under the command of Michael Hopkins. They will be up there on the on the on the space station uh, doing uh, various missions and studies. And we will for the next six months and on well into the future will be you know receiving reports. Uh, we will get information on what they are studying and learning. Interesting little detail. And I'm not sure if this was product placement or not. If you have followed the the coverage of the launch and then last night the docking of the new dragon, SpaceX's new dragon, you will likely have seen that little plush doll floating around. Yeah, which one's that? Yeah, Baby Yoda. Yeah, (laughs) Baby Yoda. I've seen the first season. I haven't yet started season two of Mandalorian. We'll get there uh, at some point, maybe as we're putting our feet up around Thanksgiving time. Uh, (laughs) But Baby Yoda has made it up. To outer space now, and I am so curious to know if that was uh, a placement or just the affection for the character by one of the astronauts. I don't know. someday we'll we'll learn the backstory. But think about it: if it were placement, I wonder what the price tag was to get that plush doll into outer space. Anyway, uh, the, the Washington Post has uh, reported on this, done a great job. They report that this mission is the first time that a privately owned and operated spacecraft certified by NASA has flown human beings to the International Space Station for uh, an operational mission. Uh, Just absolutely historic and astounding stuff. SpaceX, this is resilience. Excellent job right down the center. SpaceX and NASA, congratulations. This is a new era of operational flights to the International Space Station from the Florida coast. And these rockets are reusable. Think back to, uh, I think, May or something. There was that uh, event where uh, SpaceX had launched a a rocket uh, and it had returned to Earth and using, you know, some sort of stabilizing propulsion technology and GPS landed uh, almost magically. If you were watching it, it looked like it looked like honestly, it looked like bad CGI, but it was real, (laughs) This rocket backed itself up and gently uh, came to rest on a barge uh, in the ocean and is able to be uh, reused. Now, that same rocket uh, was going to be used Saturday to blast off to uh, outer space space. From Florida Space Coast, and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, Saturday uh, things had to be postponed a bit. You probably, if you're following closely, you knew that uh, there were some weather delays, and that is what postponed the launch until Sunday, ultimately leading to the arrival uh, just last night. But here, uh, let's go back a little ways. Here is the the launch Saturday night. Okay, nine is configured for flight. And nine, eight, seven, six, five. Four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Now, I know that radio is a difficult medium to communicate speed, but listen to this and just see if you can hear the speed of this spacecraft. D-plus one minute and 40 seconds into flight, Dragon and Falcon 9 traveling 709 and meters, meters per second. Astounding. The highly anticipated moment, the docking uh, on the ISS, it's a a tough ordeal. The ISS, the International Space Station, try to guess. If you remember from science class, uh, how fast does that travel as it orbits the Earth? What does it take for the ISS to remain in orbit? 1,000 miles an hour? No, not even close. 5,000? Nope. 17,500 miles per hour. That is how fast the space station is traveling Around uh, this planet. And that is exactly how fast this spacecraft had to travel to catch up. It took 27 hours to match those orbits, right? The science and the telemetry and the everything that is required to execute that absolutely blows my mind. Anyway, uh, I just kind of wanted to geek out for a little bit here with you and and talk about this fantastic leap forward in space travel and exploration made here in the United States. It is a big deal that we are using now privately manufactured uh, uh, spacecraft to bring our men and women astronauts to outer space the the ability that you and i now have or nasa has to to go forward and deeper into space back to the moon and ultimately to mars uh, enjoyed a great leap forward yesterday and i hope you're as excited about it as i am because the, the the benefits are endless you know if you if you spend some time you can kind of reverse engineer every bit of technology in front of you from the cell phone to the computer to everything you got and find that it, at least in part, has some roots and some origins in the space program. Uh, The the return on the investment in space travel is, (laughs) to use a phrase, astronomical. Quick break. When we return, I want to share with you some of what's going on in the Senate right now, specifically a Senate Judiciary Committee where members of the United States Senate are grilling, are grilling the heads of Twitter and Facebook. That's coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry.